and welcome to Mafliato, a Harry Potter podcast where we fill your ears to prevent you from hearing nearby conversations. I'm Josh. And I'm Blake. And today in this bonus episode, we talk about the magic that is Christmas at Hogwarts and also we exchange some gifts. Uh, but before we do that, happy Christmas, Josh. Happy Christmas, Blake. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I tell you what, my when my sisters, Blake, found out that people actually say happy Christmas and it wasn't yes. just a Hogwarts thing. They were so excited. They found that out on their trip to New Zealand and it made their day anytime someone wished them a happy Christmas. Oh, so good. So good. Josh, I have to ask, now I don't think we've mentioned this on the, the podcast, but have you watched the trailer for the Harry Potter 20th anniversary return to Hogwarts? I have watched the trailer. I think I've watched it a couple times. And I think as we were sharing earlier, Blake, in our pre- pre-recorded uh, session maybe we'll release the rights to those one day um that that both of us are are struggling to find out how we're going to be able to watch it I'm, yeah. I'm currently in canada and so my sister who is a major uh, harry potter fan as well is already talking to my dad about can we just get hbo for one month or something like that so oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's I. I was looking into to the ways to do that because, uh, you know, here in New Zealand, it's like you know you're you're blocked from from doing that, and so it's just like I don't know. You know, hopefully, like obviously, it would come out and it would be released in other places after a while. But you know, you want to join in on the magic on mm. New Year's Day, right? Um, yes. and it just looks so good. You know, all the people they've gotten, you know, got back uh, to to experience this and to come together. And I, I don't really know truly the format. It just seems like maybe a bunch of interviews with one another mm. and just hanging out, which is pretty much all the fans would just die for, for that. But, but now I do want to come back to uh, you, you mentioned you were in Canada, Josh, but that makes no sense because I, I said that we were all on a summer holiday and now you're on a winter one. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it is pretty bizarre. It's, it's snowed multiple times since we've been back in Canada. And so we're here for a couple months visiting family and, and spending the the Christmas holidays in winter. So pretty much what we could say, rather than family, you're spending time with some of our biggest fans, right? We that's very <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, but Blake, with with that trailer, I don't know about you, but one of the things that I was most looking forward to was was just how natural and how real the friendship seems between Harry, Ron, and Hermione, or David Ratcliffe, Rupert Grint, and Emma Watson. It's, it seems like they actually care about each other. Yeah, yeah, which is really funny. I mean, these these people spend so much of their lives mm. together. You know, the trio, obviously, through all the films, um, and bits and pieces from the other actors, actresses that have come in. But, um, no, you know, no, I think none higher than, you know, the trio. And um, they seem actually, yeah, like genuine, genuine friends. And I kind of want to know, do they text each other? You know, like, do they, you know... Mm. Just kind of how how often do they get in touch with one another? Are they that sort of friends, or, or is it more like you know special functions? Yes, of course I'll invite old Rupert Grint over, yeah. um, or you know uh, Daniel Radcliffe to my party or something like that. And I'd just be yeah, I'd be curious to see how close they are because the trailer does you know make it seem like it is such a joyous reunion. Mm. Uh, but is that because they haven't seen each other in so long? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's not to. You diminish the real friendship that they would have, even if they're not in regular contact. Yeah, uh, but but I was just quite, you know, quite excited to see that it always um, makes the always makes the viewing experience feel more real 
when you go oh, back yeah. and watch the movies and know that these people aren't, you know, at each other's throats, hating each other, which is, <laughs> you know, always a bit awkward when you hear that about your favorite band or your favorite movie or TV show. Yeah, um, it does. It sort of shed as that glass yeah, uh, wall yeah. kind of thing. Um, but 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 Blake, the other thing that I was I was thinking about too is, I really wonder, you know, if I were asking questions, one of the kind of lighthearted questions I would have would, would be, you know, describe your friendship dynamics in comparison to your three characters. You know, what are these three people like? Or are they very similar to their characters? Or are they completely different in how they interact as friends? Yeah, I mean, do you, do you have any comments on that? I don't know. I, I have no idea. I, I think, you know, probably as child actors, they were probably more more able and more comfortable playing themselves would be my one guess. And so I wonder yeah. if at least it started quite natural as far as, you know, this is Harry's role, this is Ron's role, that's Hermione's role. They really do reflect these actresses and actors because that's who we got. Or, or maybe, you know, they've grown up and they're very different. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one with child actors, right? Like there's always different ways it can go you know mm -hmm. in this christmas season funny enough just speaking you know child actors i'm um, speaking of watching home alone uh you know the the first two you know quite uh, mm -hmm. fun christmas movies around this season macaulay culkin and just like is he going to be a big movie star as he grows up you know mm -hmm. and uh and all of all of those sort of different aspects to child actors i mean you know, and, and you never know, right, when you take three mm. kids who yeah. haven't really been in much before, like that, you know, they, uh, I think, you know, uh, Daniel Radcliffe was in, I think, a couple of uh, feature films, maybe or one feature film before he uh, got Harry Potter. But, you know, like going on from there, you know, he's he has a whole bunch of different, um, you know, sort of maybe indie but real peculiar kind of films. Mm. And, uh, and then Emma Watson, obviously, I think has probably struck out the best um and or at least or it, maybe i shouldn't say best but has kind of got quite big movies still after harry potter yeah yeah and i think too that it's interesting to see with with daniel radcliffe you know is he choosing indie films because he can and he never needs oh, to yeah. work a day in his life or yeah. or is he not seen as employable as a leading man by the major film producer? I'm not quite sure if it's a bit of yeah. both. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then and then Rupert Grint, I think he's been in a few things, uh, but I don't think he's got as many credits as like Emma Watson and Daniel Radcliffe. Mm, yeah, yeah, cool. So obviously, Blake, we are looking forward to that. That is over roughly the Christmas season, like you said, over on New Year's Day. But but we're primarily here to discuss what would Christmas be like at Hogwarts. Now, the way that Christmas is described in the books, Blake, it really is a feast for our senses. As we're reading it, we get to see, hear, smell, and taste so many different things through the pages. Yeah, I, I love you know the the descriptions of like you know the big feasts and all that but when it comes to to these holidays where a lot of the students just get to come together and kind of celebrate at christmas sort of some of them do kind of go away for actual christmas themselves right like they're on break yes. and and a lot of them go back to their families but that christmas excitement would be kind of sort of you know winding up and getting you know ready to burst uh, as uh, they all kind of come to the end of this this uh, sort of semester uh, or whatever they they would call it, uh, but the, for those that stay behind, it's just like the castle was decorated like the best it will ever be. You know, like I, I just think Christmas would probably be the best uh, the best holiday to experience at Hogwarts. 
Yeah, you know, it does sound it does sound truly amazing. And I think the the thing that I kind of am struck by sometimes is is how um, how much they they do as far as decorations and and particularly with the feast for a relatively small number of of students and staff. Yeah, I, they kind of go all out, eh? They Which do, I think is yeah. I think is really nice. Um, you know, like they get they get a huge probably there's probably several trees all throughout Hogwarts. I think uh, the one you know. the one uh, record of that we have is that Hagrid was dragging in twelve trees. <laughs> Because that's that's Hagrid. That's what that's what he can do. You know, he can he can drag probably more than twelve <laughs> even. And I I like because of it being where it is. It's you know it's snow everywhere, and I feel like that's quite you know especially from someone from New Zealand. You know, you you look at that and you just go, man, that's Christmas, right? Like that's mm. a, a white Christmas. Now you're experiencing that. You you will experience that because you're in Canada. Um, and uh, I just I just find that quite magical as in itself, uh, where it's like actually covered in snow and you've got, you know, the decorations and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, I think one of the, the best parts would probably have to be the Christmas feast. Like, mm. you know, there's, there's less people yes. for this feast, right? So surely do you think they would go more, you know, they, they could invest a little bit more into this mm. feast uh, rather like than yeah. catering for you know, hundreds of hundreds of kids, uh, but you know they're only catering for catering for a few. So, man, the house elves—they they must create some delicious gourmet treats. I, I think so. I I can only imagine what that would have been like, and and really the the, the way that you you still have that full Hogwarts house elf uh, army at your disposal—it just sounds <laughs> like oh, sounds amazing. Yeah, if if you were still hungry, you could just go down to the kitchens and ask for some more, you know, treats right. of some variety, and you'd get them. It would be a very. I feel like if you knew where the how the Hogwarts kitchens were, it'd be a very dangerous season for you. Um, oh yeah, because because you'd just be like, oh, yeah, let's just you know, let's just leave it the 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 common room, and, and we'll just go down to the kitchens, and and we'll just uh, you know, we'll grab a, a plate of this or a, you know, a jar of these cookies or whatever it might be. <laughs> but it seems like the food would be a pretty special. Uh, a pretty special thing at, at Hogwarts and, and pretty decorated up. Like, you know, I know I think Halloween is, is always mentioned like it's, it's kind mm. of decorated and things. Uh, but I, I think uh, Christmas is uh, that special time of the year where I think ah, that, that would be so fun to stay back and actually experience Christmas at Hogwarts, even though a lot of people, obviously, you know, most of the students head off home to, to celebrate with their families. I just think, you know, it seems like Harry's getting the best deal. Yeah, well, I I think too that um, Halloween is probably the biggest in-term feast. Yeah, um, but you know, w- without a doubt, Christmas for for a lot of the reasons we've mentioned. You know, the the accessibility that that Harry has to the faculty at that time, just the 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 different way that it would feel, the fact that you're eating around kind of one table. Um, it'd be very very special, I think, to be there. Um, I think probably uniquely so for Harry, you know, mm-hmm. that that he's not missing out on anything. Everybody else or nearly everybody else who's there would be making some kind of trade-off. You know, they're missing out on the family Christmas to stay at Hogwarts. But for Harry, yeah. it is a 100% amazing 100% of the time. Wait, you're saying, you're saying that you don't think Harry wants to go home and celebrate Christmas with the Dursleys? <laughs> I'm going to go on would... a limb and say that he's probably okay to forgo that one. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I don't I don't think that'd be showering Harry with oh, uh, with a whole bunch of gifts. I think that would be more so Dudley 
uh, and uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I would love to, I would love to see a, a scene in the last book, you know, around like say either Dudley's birthday or Dudley's Christmas or something like that, where it's like, you know, but last year, last year I got seventy five presents, and I'm like, man, you know, Dursleys, you are, you know, you're backing yourself in a corner with how many gifts you have to buy if you're buying, you know, every gift giving session, you have to give him like more gifts than the previous time. Mm. Yeah, that's dangerous stuff right there. But uh, no, Harry, Harry definitely enjoys um, the actual Hogwarts experience. And I think in that first film, it's really, um, uh, I think it, it is the first film. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Where they, yeah. That's the first film where they wake up and, and it's like sort of presence, you know, and like uh, it's just the, the, the fun excitement of actually having presents for Harry because he's never really had Christmas gifts, which is sad. Um, but uh, I think the gifts, especially for Harry, uh, are really special because, you know, this is something where he's actually receiving gifts from people like Hagrid and Mrs. Weasley. Um, it just, you know, and his friends, like he actually has friends now. And you just think, man, that's so incredibly cool that he is now like getting to experience the joy of Christmas, where I don't think previously in his whole life he ever did. Yeah, absolutely. And and just the the, the fact that he gets to celebrate it at this place that he loves so much, you know, I think it really, yeah. really kind of just cements why this is um, such a, a special and wonderful time and place for him. Yeah, no, definitely. And now... Now Harry's had some some pretty good gifts, right, Josh? Like he's he's had some good yeah, gifts, some good yeah. Christmas gifts, but he but he's also had maybe some not so good ones. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think I think it's time, Blake, to to do a little bit of of ranking. You know, we, <laughs> looking looking at his gifts, what are some of the gifts that were the best gifts ever, and what are some of the gifts that he probably really could have done without? Mm, okay, well, I mean, you you can't. You cannot mention the uh, the invisibility cloak. Yes, right. Like that. That is obviously it's it's in a way it's already his, but it it's almost like a regifting from uh, from Dumbledore. You know uh, that it's uh, it's already his invisibility cloak, uh, but he's uh, getting it actually now. He's receiving it now and gets to experience. It. I think that's probably one of the. Yeah, that's got to be number one. It's yeah. it's I think it's got to be number one now. Now, when I saw this, when I saw this kind of uh, question that you posed, and I thought, oh, this is so great that you know, because Harry has over his years has received you know different gifts, many many sweaters from uh, Molly Weasley, uh, which I think is uh, is great. I'm not going to put those on the lower end. I think those are very sentimental and sweet, especially the first one. Oh. Especially, I think I think that goes a long way to like welcoming him, welcoming him into the family, right? That sweet emerald green jumper. Uh, but the biggest one that I think almost came straight to mind was the firebolt. Uh, mm. You know, in, from from Sirius Black, I think that's just that is probably one of the the best gifts. And if I hadn't kind of seen, I was like, yeah, invisibility cloak. I feel like those are at similar levels for me, but the invisibility cloak, because it's so magical and it's like a one of the kind kind of object that would obviously rank higher, but yeah, that's, that's me. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I, I think too, that as we think about his, his best gifts, going back to the invisibility cloak, just for a second, mm. um, you know, that probably would have been something that maybe not at a Christmas, but maybe at a birthday where, where his dad would have given that to him, Anyway, and so yeah. it really is by extension, you know, James giving it to Harry through Dumbledore, uh, which which I think is is just that extra special element. Um, a, a, a quick thing, Josh. When do you think? When do you think James would give the invisibility oh, cloak to yeah. Harry? 
That's Wait. a really good question. Graduation so like, gift? Yeah, so that's <laughs> so that's interesting. So in in um in Cursed Child, if if I'm not mistaken, the eldest Potter, which uh, James Sirius is that it? I think James so. Sirius Potter, yeah. Um, so in in the Cursed Child, I think he has it at Hogwarts. Okay, yeah. So it was almost like a a, a gift at some point. For... Uh, yeah, I do feel like it would the as far as like unless you were actually going to commit crimes or loved secrecy that much, it would be extremely useful at Hogwarts compared to yes. other points in your life, I think. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I just find it funny that it's like from, you know, from your dad and, and your dad's giving you this gift and it's like, hey, son, cause a lot of mischief at Hogwarts. Yeah. Here's an invisibility <laughs> cloak, you know? That's right, that's right. <laughs> that's parenting right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think I think exactly right. We got, we got invisibility, invisibility cloak, firebolt um, as kind of the two, two really, mm. really great gifts. And then let's just run through a few more of these that are or maybe on the on the really nice but but not amazing. Um, Harry gets a um, a magical pen knife from Sirius. Uh, yeah, which is, that, that which is intrigued cool. me. I was like, "Oh, pen knife!" Yeah, cool. yeah. He also gets a um, a special wallet from Hagrid, a wallet with fangs, which which seems kind of cool. Um, he gets a small um, model of a firebolt from Nymphadora Tonks. Um, he gets a painting of himself from Dobby. Now, now this Blake is probably where where the the tide turns a little bit. Um, <laughs> is that painting of himself from Dobby? While the heart would have certainly been lovely, mm. I don't think Harry would have been able to hang that anywhere. Um, like, but but what do, else do, do you think, his... Josh? Do you think that um, in uh, Ginny and Harry's house, uh, you know, when they <laughs> when they get married over their fireplace, over their mantle, is this <laughs> is this beautiful? No. No, Blake. I think it's over the bed. <laughs> oh, that's so. So good. Harry can look at himself every morning when he gets up and says, "Yeah, I'm that great." <laughs> hey, that's that's kind of Harry who he is. He wakes up in the morning. He just looks at his his painting that Dobby did. He's like, "Looking good, Harry," and he just keeps yeah. on going. You yeah. know, that's the start of his day. <laughs> Everybody needs a Dobby in their life to kind of you know pump oh, them up a bit. That's so good. Yeah, that's it's a sort of like a good gift, but yet a bad gift. Um, yeah. Obviously, Josh, the worst gift, the worst gift, surely has got to be come from creature, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah a, a bag, bag of, of maggots. maggots. That's that's <laughs> nasty. Yeah, I I totally agree. A bag of maggots, not great. His his gift from the Dursleys uh, in the yeah. first year of a fifty cent piece, not great either. Um, fun, funnily enough, from year one to year two at Hogwarts. It goes from a fifty cent piece to then a toothpick, um, so not not great there, is it? I think I think a fifty cent piece might buy you more than yeah. a toothpick, and so yeah, you, you know, you're like you think at least Harry might be able to go buy himself like some kind of like lollies or a pie or something like that yeah. from you know when he's in the Muggle world back mm. uh, you know with the Dursleys with uh, with that little tiny bit of money. Uh, but uh, yeah, toothpick. It's like, come on, Dursleys. That's just sad. Yeah, yeah. And and then on that kind of bad or at least odd gifts, he also gets a bag of dung bombs from Ron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ron Ron's an interesting gift giver, eh? Like yeah, it's it's yeah. you know I think there's with all the intentionality of like you know gift giving that you know thinking, hey, what does this person need? I think Hermione is is really good with those things obviously there are some that she she misses but like you know things like um the in, 
the gifts that say Molly Weasley would give, you know, mm. you know, where it's like a, a jumper and it's something she's made, you know, those are really sweet gifts that have a lot of like sentimental value to them. Ron gives a lot of gifts that are like, you know, maybe it's food, maybe it's just something funny that he saw or thought. And that's kind of what he gives. Yeah, exactly. And I think too, that was specifically with the dung bombs, you know, Ron gives some okay gifts. The The books related to Quidditch are, are kind of Ron's area. He does okay with that. Some books, some but, other things. But wait, wasn't that the book on the Chudley Cannons, like his favorite team? <laughs> his favorite team too. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong there. Um, he's really trying to recruit Harry to the to, to support Chudley. Um, yeah. <sighs> but, but with the dung bombs, it's like, think of how risky that would be to have them around, you know? It's yeah. Like, they go off in your drawer and all of a sudden your clothes are cursed with that, that would be dung nasty. smell. Oh dear. And, so and like another gift that I just want to mention, because it's it's not it's not thoughtless, it's it's not dung bombs, it's not maggots, but it's a gift that Harry despised, and that was the homework planner from Hermione. Yeah, I don't know I don't know about you, but man, would that homework planner be handy, right? Because it sounds so like wonderful and uh and every I, time I, I read it i'm thinking if we could just control the voice a little bit this yeah. sounds like the best homework planner ever yeah exactly right but that unfortunately that voice kicks in and just must be so irritating and yeah. annoying uh <laughs> that uh you know hey maybe if you're someone like hermione you hardly hear from it you know yes. uh and because uh, she's always opening it, she's always in it, she's revising. Uh, but uh, if you're Harry or Ron, yeah, you're unfortunately, um, you're going to be hearing from this uh, this homework planner uh, yeah. a lot. And I, I think you, you and I, Blake, um, you're already studying. I'm about to go back and to, uh, to do some study. Uh, we we both uh, enjoy being organized. We both enjoy planners mm. and things like that. And so, so we probably would nerd out a bit more with Hermione <laughs> than than Ron and Harry would. <laughs> that's so true so funny you say that josh because one of the things now that we want to want to go to next and talk about is giving gifts to each other obviously we're not giving the you know real these real gifts to one another these are wizarding world gifts that we're going to come up with that would best suit you know the other person that if we were in the wizarding world and we got to go to Diagon Alley or you know who knows maybe maybe a bit of a nocturne alley it d- depends ooh, on you know ooh. who we're buying for you are a Slytherin, glory. josh and it's like, so we're, we're, we're coming up with these. And one of the gifts, and I'll mention it now because we were just talking about it, but funny enough was this homework planner. Uh, oh, that, nice. uh, that, that Now, this would just be one of those little smaller gag gifts that I would yeah. want to give you, uh, would, be, uh, would be a homework planner. Uh, but I think, uh, I think the, the big gift, uh, if I can jump in here and, uh, and give you, I would, I would love to see some kind of like, encyclopedic kind of collection of books of like the his- history of the wizarding world oh, i would love that there yes, you go you know so you. it would be something that you could put in your study you know in your yeah. in your library or something that would just look beautiful and immaculate <clears throat> i don't i don't know who it would be you know written maybe by. bethilda bagshot would write it there you go. Maybe she would be. Maybe she'd write the foreword on yeah, uh, this, oh, you, you know, this this new collection of of books. Uh, you know, I was thinking, oh, do I give Josh Hogwarts a history? And I was like, no, Josh will already have Hogwarts <laughs> a history. 
Uh, so I was trying to think, what could I give him? And I was like, yeah, if there was some kind of like, you know, uh, books that spanned all sorts of, you know, history, important figures to like, you know, important, uh, you know, magical discoveries, I think, I think that would be that would be quite good. Now, I don't know how much that would set me back. Um, mm. uh, definitely, you know, definitely be a bit. But yeah. Josh, you're, you're worth it, mate. Oh, you're worth thanks, it. Thanks, Blake. <laughs> Yeah, I like you know me so well. I've mentioned on this podcast several times. I'll mention it several times more. Um, not the least of which, when we get to the um, the last book, Harry Potter and the mm-hmm. Deathly Hallows, just how much I want to read Hogwarts: A History. Make it happen, people. Mm-hmm. And so, for you to tell me about this, I'm just picturing <laughs> a leather bound set, maybe nice. Oh yeah, like, deep red, like some kind of oh yeah <laughs> mahogany type leather bound books oh just is there any better art on your wall than a good bookshelf anyway you know so yeah that's well no there is josh there is the uh the painting from dobby <laughs> i assume that's a one time only copy you know an original and an i'm original. gonna leave he that with harry it. and Ginny. <laughs> oh that's good oh, yeah like that's such a good gift uh well my turn blake that is that is a tough act to follow. I'm going to be honest. It's one of those things that I think is um, is is pretty 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 thoughtful and, and such a great gift for me from you. And so for for yourself, I am going to have to go with a clean sweep seven. No, just kidding. Ooh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I always. Uh, can you imagine? Yeah. No, I couldn't get. I couldn't afford a firebolt, so I got to. <laughs> How different? Hey, I mean, like Josh, I would take any, I would take any broomstick if we, if yeah. if I didn't have one initially, right? How you know, how sad would it be, Blake, if if Harry's seeker career goes down the toilet because when Sirius gets him a gift, he totally doesn't know what a good Quidditch broom <laughs> is, and so he's like, "My godson will love this," and he gets him yeah. this shooting star um broom instead of yeah uh, he doesn't he doesn't get much like uh you know news in as command so he's a little bit behind the times uh yeah, and so yeah. instead of instead of that he gets some kind of like something off like the uh, the version of ebay or yeah. like uh, you know where it's just like some old crusty version of a broom and it's like harry i got you this broom and it's like great we just we've now lost all our quidditch matches because of this stupid broom <laughs> And Harry has to have a real awkward conversation with uh, with Sirius about I I love the the generosity and the sentiment, but I need a new broom, and I'm gonna yeah. buy one with my mountains of gold. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, pretty pretty much. And and he has a conversation with uh, with Wood, and it's like Harry, have you have you bought a broom yet? You know, and it's like yeah yeah I have Oliver, but you're not gonna like it. You know. <laughs> now, Blake, for you, what I thought of and I, I i know that there are inherent magical law questions with this gift as well as kind of laws of nature questions with with the magical world as far as whether or not this would ever work mm. but i hope the listener can hear the idea behind it so blake i think for you i would get you a key to the room of requirement Ooh. now now this key this key would allow you to have unique and special and unobstructed access to the room so that if anybody else was using it, you could put your key into the door, enter in and use it as you wish. That sounds great. Like, like, 
in in my in my mind i'm like a teacher at hogwarts or something you know like obviously i'm a student and then eventually i'm like well i've got this awesome key i need to come back as a teacher (laughs) so i can keep using the room of requirement (laughs) exactly exactly because i you know i think i think there's some without the key the room of requirement is great but as we've seen it's got some pretty pretty big uh, loopholes that um, people can can find yeah. if if they don't want to be found for example or if or if somebody is using it the room the room cannot be used for anybody else so so this key Blake would allow you to be the the master of the room unlike anybody else all of a sudden all of a sudden the thoughts as soon as you said there the master of the room you know i just i just got to i got to hold myself back a bit you know cuz my pride is just uh, is <laughs> is bubbling up there uh, that that sounds awesome cuz i feel like you know you'd be able to see what what shape and form the room would take you know for, mm. for different people and and when you mm. said that i i thought of uh, the the new sort of well it, it's been out for a while but the secret uh secrets of dumbledore trailer yes. for fantastic beasts and how they actually there's um a part in there where they actually go more into hogwarts and there's a bit of time spent at hogwarts which i think is really exciting but they go to the room of requirement and uh, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of the room of requirement in that movie so i love that you've just got to me this epic gift which i feel like is some kind of magical artifact beyond all else kind of level of of gift so yeah. i don't know if you just found this and thought it would you know it would hey i'm gonna give that to blake yeah. or if you just you know you sacrificed all the money in your gringotts mm. vault for this magical item but it's uh i'm uh, i'm pretty ecstatic and yeah uh, yeah that's that sounds I just, pretty I just think we need to be really good. careful with this you know it cannot fall into the wrong hands no no it can't and, and for you know probably just honest purposes it really shouldn't be used in conjunction with the marauders map that would just be too much yeah there's there's some some sort of op kind of overpowered items in the wizarding yeah. world yeah, that's and, right and uh, you know and, and i think jk does a, a a good job at kind of sort of taking them out of harry's you know with the with the marauders map that is taking them out of harry's uh, yes. way and so yeah definitely uh, definitely got to be a bit careful with all these magical items and objects and things like that but no that honestly uh, josh you wouldn't need to buy me anything else uh with the, <laughs> if you gave me that as a gift like maybe a box of like you know uh, uh, you know, birdies. Exactly, and that's that's mate. You, you that's like a couple of Christmas gifts. That's almost like a gift, like serious giving. Harry the uh, the broom, being like, hey, this is like thirteen. You know, this is thirteen Christmas worth gift. Yeah, you know? yeah. stop it, Josh. Stop it. <laughs> Fantastic, Blake. Well, I think we'll probably finish off there yeah yeah i mean honestly this this christmas <clears throat> season uh it, and i say christmas season i i really mean sort of summer season although for you josh winter season but uh, i guess you're still on summer holidays but just spending it over yes. there in uh, summer in holidays enjoying winter yeah yeah, exactly, exactly. So over the summer season, we'll, we we uh, we've got some more bonus episodes coming out after after this one. But we thought, hey, we've got to have a Christmas episode. We've got to mention, you know, the, the upcoming Harry Potter twentieth anniversary. That's going to be so exciting for those that can actually watch it. And I do hope that uh, we're able to to watch it. It's going to be pretty pretty exciting. As well as, I mean, we just briefly mentioned it, but like, you know, the trailer for uh, the Secrets of Dumbledore movie, like mm. that. That's going to be awesome. I actually really love the choice of the. new new Grindelwald um, mm. but I don't know how they're going to like make that switch and mm. um, that's going to be interesting yeah. to see whether they kind of just do a sort of a Dumbledore mm. move on it mm. where it's just kind of like not mentioned you know or... that's, I feel like that's a pretty um, that was a pretty bold choice they made to 
to, to change and not mention it. But I, I do feel that because it's maybe original content, whereas the, the, the movies were following on from the books, that maybe they could do something like, you know, this is a magical transformation in Crimes of Grindelwald. You well, know? And the thing is, they've already done one. They've already yes, done it yeah. from, you know, from Graves to, to Grindelwald, like who he was kind of posing as. And I'm like, maybe they could just spin that where where he transforms again and this is his true form. And like, I know some people won't, won't like that, but I, you know, I think, hey, it's a magical, you know, it's a magical world. You can you can do do a, a few things to, to get around that. But yeah. anyway, so that I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to if we see any more from from you know little teasers or anything like that. But that was pretty exciting to watch that, and I'm I'm pretty pumped for the movie. But obviously, this 20th anniversary will will come first, and uh, that's going to be fun to see the whole gang kind of back together. Um, but we just really want to wish you guys, the listeners, uh, you know, a Merry Christmas, wherever you are in the world, you know, whether you're in summer or, or winter, enjoying the, the beaches, or maybe you're enjoying the slopes. Who knows? But, uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully, hopefully you guys can have a, a wonderful Christmas uh, and uh, enjoy the season. And we'll be back with you after Christmas time. So thanks for listening. Head over to iTunes and leave a review. Your support helps keep the magic alive. Get in touch and ask a question via Instagram or send us an email at podcast at gmail.com as always to continue the adventure join us next time on Muffliato a Harry Potter podcast <laughs>